0: Welcome to Cardboard Box Games I'm Adam. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew.
1: Today we're gonna be comparing Age of Ascension and Call of Archons artifact control. We want to carry on our topic from the last two weeks because I don't feel like we fully answered our question yet. It's like um, understanding the change in the game from Call of Archons to Age of Ascension and then digging into the actual numbers behind it. So let's get started so this is episode 31 and there's a lot of big news in Keyforge. So we want to get to that too so for example we'll talk a little bit about the crucible we'll talk about the upcoming archon tournament and sealed vault tour which are happening in indianapolis in a few days which i'm really sad we couldn't go to that um and then there's also been some ruling changes that have happened in as of just a few days ago it was confirmed that destroyed triggers only can ever trap fire off one time which is what i assumed was the case but there are a lot of questions around that and also some clarification around jar but for our main topic today we just want to jump into the numbers of artifact control And we want to talk about maybe specifically the number of artifacts in call of the archons versus age of Ascension. And for these numbers we went through and we scoured it. We are human, so there could be mistakes, but we feel pretty confident about what we have here. And the one thing I will say is that we actually gave a little bit of wiggle room this time in the way we did our numbers. For example, you don't have to destroy the artifact or use the artifact to be artifact control. In our minds, things like control the weak actually do count somewhat as artifact control, so we included that in the numbers. You can disagree with that, and that's completely fine. But we wanted to like we wanted to think about it from every different situation. So control the weak can prevent a use um, a player from using an artifact for a turn by you telling them which house to actually play. And the same thing with like things like uh, Restoring Guntus and uh, I'm sure there's Tesmol, for example. Yep. That doesn't destroy the artifact. It doesn't remove the artifact. doesn't use the artifact. But it still allows you to manipulate the game state in a way where you can prevent that from firing off on you. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into it. Andrew, kick us off with Brobnar. So what does Age of Ascension look like for Brobnar?
2: Um, it has barehanded... And for control of the week it has bare handing, so it's like the same amount of control artifact control for Brabnar. For Call control of the Archons. Oh. Yeah, you yeah, confused control me yeah. <laughs> I just
1: said control of the week. That's what it's So you're saying that Brabnar has one artifact control in Age of Ascension? Yeah. And how many in Call of Archons? One. And it's just the same card, right? Yeah, pretty much. So what do we think of barehanded? Is that a strong artifact control card or a weak one?
2: It's a decent one. I can stop your opponent for like at least two turns.
0: What do you think? I personally really like barehanded. You you like it? Because it returns every single artifact, even yours. I mean, that's kind of a bummer. It drives me
1: nuts, actually. I don't actually like it. But But anyway.
0: It returns every single one of your opponent's artifacts and puts it on top of their deck, so then it takes many more turns for them to actually get them all out.
1: It, it is valuable, especially when you need to get things like Heart of the Forest out um, out of the way for a little bit of time. Of course. Because they're not, most likely, not going to be able to get it back and play it next turn. Returning to their hand, then just put it right back into play. So barehanded, it has its merits for sure. Because it allows you to skip like effects like uh, Heart of the Forest. So we're going to move over to this now. And this actually has four... Artifact Control cards in Age of Ascension. And it has five Age of, uh, Artifact Control cards in Call of the Archons. So both of them have Poltergeist, which is by far the best Artifact Control card in the game. I can't even imagine one being better than this one. Um, both of them have Restoring Guntis. And again, we're going to be a little bit more... Um, open about how we can sit think about artifact control so for example like control of the week which is in call of archons but not age of ascension at least allows you to manipulate the game so that an artifact that's got a use ability and action ability isn't able to be used we do lose snudge which I think snudge was amazing in call of the archons but we do have tentacus and tentacus is one where you have to pay your opponent in Amber, if they have Tentacus in play, just to use an Artifact. And I think Tentacus is actually really, really good. Um, and then in Age of Ascension, Tezmal kind of replaces Control of the Weak. And that's pretty much it for uh, Artifact Control. So it stayed relatively the same. I'd say we lost Snudge, which was a, a big loss. But everything else at least had like a replacement for it. So, why don't we move over to Logos?
0: So, for Logos, for Age of Ascension has four cards, and for Call of Archon has five cards. Now, for Age of Ascension has Crazy Killing Machine, Remote Access, Strange Gizmo, and Neutron Shark. Now, Call of Archon has the same exact cards, except one card is different. Skippy, Timehawk.
1: And that, what does Skippy Timehawk do again? That just makes you not be able to use you can't, cards on Yeah, the you board.
0: can't use cards on the board. Okay. Yep.
1: Out of those, which one do you think is the best um, artifact control card?
0: I think Neutron Shark. I
1: 100% agree. And unfortunately, yeah. that's a rare, too. So you're not going to see that very often. So again, artifact control did not change very much in those two houses. What about Mars?
2: Um, for Mars, we have one um, control card, artifact control in AOA and one control card in Call of Archon. So it's not... Destroy them all for AOA and Call of kind, we have EMP Blast, which is pretty interesting. So we switch to Rooney.
1: So EMP Blast was uncommon, and mm-hmm. Destroy them all is uncommon.
2: Yeah.
1: EMP Blast is the one that blows up all artifacts.
0: Mm-hmm. And stuns each Mars creature, I believe, right? I think it was
1: something like that, yeah. Or kill. EMP Blast is actually pretty incredible, if you think about it. And it's weird that I never saw too many of those. I think I only had one deck. The problem is, is in Call of Archons, I didn't feel like Mars was very good. So even if I did have a deck with it, I probably would have never played it.
0: Or even paid attention to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And Destroy Them All. I actually love Destroy Them All. That's a great card. Because not only can you knock out artifacts, but you can get a creature and a Upgrade. uh, upgrade. And sometimes it's your own thing that has to die but that's completely fine in my mind if you can blow up something super powerful all right so moving over to sanctum um sanctum has one in age of ascension and two in call of the archons and honestly this might be the house where i think it took the biggest hit because whispering reliquary was in call of the archons but not in age of ascension and whispering reliquary is an incredibly powerful card that is the one that just lets you continuously return artifacts back to your opponent's hand you do have to call sanctum for it gorm of om is also an incredibly powerful card so they did keep that and gorm of om is the artifact that has the omni ability that lets you blow up any artifact that you want one of my favorite things to do against an opponent is use their own gorm of om against them and blow up one of their other artifacts it's a pretty pretty awesome ability so, like, imagine um, Remote Access, Gourmavom, and Destroy, their other really good artifact. Um, I think heading over to Shadows now, where there are... So, for Shadows...
0: Uh, for Shadows, in AO8, it has three cards, and also for Call of Archon, it has three cards. Now, they're the same exact cards. It's Necklifter, Nexus, and Custom Office. Mm-hmm uh snake lifter being one of my favorite it's pretty awesome a nexus makes you where you can use an opponent's artifact which is
1: awesome against like omni abilities where you could sacrifice your artifact on them
0: in customs offices for your opponent to be able to play an artifact they have to pay you one yeah
1: yeah and that that is actually um
0: really interesting
1: it's interesting but once the artifact hits the board like it doesn't matter anymore so that was one that we debated on including but it it, it it is a form of artifact control is what we ended up landing on. Definitely open to having like, having someone tell us they don't agree with that. But, um, yeah, Custom Office is one of those cards where you get it late game and you're like, oh, you'd have been so nice later or earlier. And then it's also a card against a opponent that has no artifacts that becomes the most
2: worthless. Of course.
1: So, all right, we're heading over to Untamed now. And for Untamed...
2: Uh, we have Grasping Vines for AOA and Reskinar, the creature. And then we have um Control of the Week, um Grasping Vines. Sorry it said the name, uh, I'm not good with the name.
1: Yeah, you keep saying control of the week, but call of our contact. <laughs> <laughs> <grasping vine. laughs> control of the week's on your mind today. Um, so So the only difference there is Rustnar. How big of an addition do you think Snar is to Age of Ascension?
2: I think he's a pretty cool card. I mean, it's not the best Artifact Control, but you can at least have something on the board to get rid of artifacts if you need to.
1: Yeah, the thing with Snar is, like, it is a fight ability, so unless you have a way to make that card, like, do something the turn it's played. Like you have
2: that um, untamed guy that makes all his left creatures skirmish, and then just.
1: I mean, that would also be cool. Or if you have a dusk witch in play, you can get in there and like hammer and kill him But also,
0: the problem is if he actually survives the fight.
1: That's the other thing, because it's four power, the skirmish makes a big difference there. It does. The four power doesn't seem that good. That good. I have yeah. maybe blown up a handful of artifacts with the real snar, but not too many. A lot of times, like by the time I get back to Untamed, like he's already dead, because people are nervous of him. Also, the other cool thing about Snar is he gives you that Amber bonus if the artifact you destroy had an Amber bonus on um,
2: it. I like that. It's yeah. Funny.
1: So I mean, I guess with Rustnar, it is another tool that you have, but I don't think it's incredibly powerful. So Untamed again, two in Age of Ascension, one in Call of the Archons with grasping vines being debatable on how good that actually is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's okay, it is okay. And it's uncommon too. So it's not going to be super commonly ran into. Um, so I want to jump over to just final thoughts on artifact control. Cause if we think about it, we also ran some numbers on the number of artifacts. I just want to spread my sheets out here in each house. And for the most part, they stayed the same, right, Adam?
0: yeah basically
1: so was there any surprises that you had for like artifact numbers when you were going through and like digging digging into this? Were you surprised like let me give you an example that Untame only had five artifacts in it like I was actually
0: that was pretty su- surprising actually yeah
1: and then what about like if you think about uh logos actually went up in the number of artifacts from ten to twelve. But that kind of feels right to me, right? If logos feels like it should be artifact heavy,
0: yeah, kind of like agree.
1: mechanical, robotic. Um, but everything else kind of makes, kind of made a lot of sense to me. Like, uh, I will say, Proclamation 346E, my favorite artifact of the new set. So good, <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Still can't beat his one deck, even when I do have that on the board, which is crazy. <laughs> he just pays eight free emperor for each key, and it's completely fine for him. Um, the other thing I kind of miss is I really liked um, bear flute in call of the Archons I never had a competitive deck with it but it's just a fun card to play with and you but you found yourself like just especially if you can get like two or three bears with the bear flute yeah it's just really fun so I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on in the Keyforge world right now we just heard that Age of Ascension is available on the Crucible I could not be more thankful, more excited, more hyped that this is finally happening. I'm so thankful that the creator opened up the source code to the community to allow them to help. Um, I personally really wanted to get in there and help as well, but my schedule has just been so busy. I haven't been able to do that yet. Um, but like I, I am just so ready to grind out some AOA games on there. And I'd love to see how your some of your decks do on there uh what do you guys are you guys excited about that too
0: i am really excited now i can actually play all my aoa decks i've been wanting to play
2: yeah it's
1: not... i mean we play them together but it'd be, it's different when you play against other people it is because we might think a deck is really good but it just so happens we don't have a good deck against it right yeah. of course and also like we can try some of our call of archon decks and see all they do against age of ascension it's gonna be awesome uh one thing i will say for anyone that's using it you guys included if you run into any bugs or issues with it make sure you log it Um, and one way to do that is you can log an issue on the GitHub repository and you can just kind of give as many details as you can for like how the issue happened because I know as a developer it's so important to have all the like steps to recreate and like the situation that it was in but it's also gonna help them make a better game. And I do plan to hopefully be able to jump into the source code and and help fix some of these bugs at some point once my, my work schedule gets a little less hectic. Um, so that was big, big news. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the Crucible cast, which is the monthly show that Fantasy Flight Games does about Keyforge just came out. And they wanted to clarify a couple things. So there was some interesting debate on destroyed triggers. For example, can a creature have it's destroyed trigger hit twice in whatever way you can think of. And the answer to that is no, a creature can only be marked as destroyed and only have it's destroyed trigger hit once. So I think that is very important. So whenever you're in a, in a game and someone's wondering if like, it's like dust temp for example, can I gain four Amber because I destroyed the board and then let's go right into jar Jarjugal gets destroyed and removed from the game. And then we play another board wipe. So like an ammonia cloud. say an ammonia cloud is underneath there and then three damage happens again before the dust temp is removed from the game. What ends up happening is exactly what you would think. The creatures are only marked as destroyed one time. Cannot be marked twice. The destroyed trigger is only resolved one time. Um, it does open up some, they also clarified some stuff with Jarjugal, which I would definitely check out. Basically the Jarjugal is that card that you put a card underneath it. And if it's your turn, you play that card. If that card is destroyed is, if it's your turn, you play that card. So if you have that card in play, and let's say you have a creature underneath it, any creature. And the board is destroyed. Does the creature underneath it get destroyed? I believe so. And the answer to that is actually no. Because what happens is the destroyed trigger, everything gets marked as destroyed. The destroyed trigger fires on Jarjugal. The card comes out and is played. Destroy triggers are finished, but that card that you played was never marked by the original effect as being destroyed. Um, this is actually how I thought that worked. Um, and I was surprised there was so much confusion about it. But I think uh, bottom line is we just we need to play like good rules, right? Like it, we don't need to be jerks about the game. So let's just play what feels right until there's clarification. But I'm happy that they're starting to clarify some of this stuff to, to make the game a little bit better for everyone. Um, the final thing is, I am curious what you guys think is age of Ascension going to take down the Vault Tour, or is Call of the Archon going to take down the Vault Tour in Indianapolis? And this is specifically the one, because there's two Vault Tours, this is specifically the Archon tournament. Do you guys have any predictions for that? I don't really know. What do you think?
0: Maybe well, Call Age of, of Archon.
1: You think Call of Archon will win? Most likely. I mean, if I were bringing decks, my good decks right now are Call of the Archon still, and that's another whole topic of an episode, in my opinion. I don't. I feel like you have some good decks. I feel like you have some good decks, but still, our Call of the Archon decks are superior. Yet today, we have yet to find an Age of Ascension deck that can match with our best.
0: Call of Archon. Call of
1: Archon decks. So I have to bet that Call of Archon's taking down the Vault Tour. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be very surprised, but at the same time, I'll be excited because I'd like to see what kind of decks people are able to play that can compete against some of the amazing Call of Arcana decks.
0: I mean, don't count out AoA just yet. I mean, there's some very good decks that there can are... control the board, and most of the creatures now, I mean, not most of them, but a lot of them, stops or like stuns the opponents after they reap. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. And it is... Amber,
2: ha- they have creatures that ambers can't be stolen, and opponents can't reap, all those good
1: cards. Yeah, um, Vault Keeper is that one where amber can't be stolen. That was in Call of Archons too, but oh. I never have seen that card do very much. It just kind of dies right away. But that, compared with like Barista Joya and like other really hard creatures to kill, could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think... It's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited to watch. They're going to have it on Twitch, hoping I can get a bunch of the games um, and kind of dig into them a little bit to understand what the meta is actually like. If we didn't already have prior plans for that weekend, we would have loved to have gone. And actually, um, I really want to go Really want to go to Washington, D.C. for the next Vault Tour. But you guys have school starting back. So I so was like, only I would be able to go because you'd have to miss school for it. And that's not so fun but anyway hopefully some vault tours open up around us here soon that aren't like on weird Memorial Day weekends and yeah. <laughs> and uh, the one the one weekend that we already had a plan all right that's pretty much it for me that's the news from the week and that's um, you know the the conversation on age of ascension versus call of Archives. any closing thoughts or you guys how you guys feeling
2: pretty good I'll... I'm
1: good good Closing out this week's episode. And as always, guys, keep playing Keyforge. Keep gaming. Keep gaming. See you guys. guys.